You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for August 11th. In a time long, long before Alden Ehrenreich portrayed a younger version of everyone's favorite scoundrel, Han Solo's pre-Star Wars days were covered in novels released around the same time as the original films. The third of those books, Han Solo and the Lost Legacy, wrapped up the novel trilogy when it was released on this day in 1980. The Han Solo Adventures, as the trilogy is called, tells the story of Han and Chewbacca ten years before the events of A New Hope. The books were written by Brian Daly, who would go on to write all the episodes of the Star Wars radio dramas for NPR. What makes the Han Solo Adventures particularly notable is that they are the first Star Wars spin-off novels ever published, not counting Splinter of the Mind's Eye, was technically more of an emergency sequel than a true spin-off novel. Han Solo and the Lost Legacy finishes out the Han Solo Adventures with Han and Chewbacca hunting for the long-lost treasure ship of Zim the Despot, all while dealing with a group of fanatical cultists trying to keep the Falcon flying and evading the deadliest gunman in the galaxy who was intent on taking his revenge on Han due to the smuggler's exploits in the previous books. As the book ends, Han ponders asking Jabba the Hutt to pony up the cash for a Kessel run. The series was well received and even introduced some major components of the Star Wars universe, like the Swoop Speeder, the Vibroblade, and the Z-95 Headhunter. The film Solo, a Star Wars story, even pays homage to the series. The crystal skull in Dryden Vaz's personal museum is the Mai Tai crystal masthead of Zim the Despot. Try saying that ten times fast. However, that homage is one of only a few things canonically left of the Han Solo adventures after the expanded universe got ordered 86 after Disney bought Lucasfilm. We'll untangle that thread in just a few. Before Star Wars were released, George Lucas and company didn't really know what to expect. The aforementioned Splinter of the Mind's Eye was written as a low-budget sequel in case the film bombed. But as you probably know, Star Wars didn't bomb, though it did blow up. The Han Solo Adventures was part of the dawning of the expanded universe, a name given to the ever-growing Star Wars lore that extended over television, novels, comics, video games, pretty much any media you can imagine. It gave us Mara Jade, Kip Durin, Admiral Dalla, and all kinds of crazy force powers, and also gave us the holiday special and some other misses, which was kind of the problem. Over the decades, the expanded universe just kept growing, and it was kind of all over the place. So when Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2012, they created the Lucasfilm Story Group solely to wrangle canon. Ultimately, it was decided that the planned sequel trilogy shouldn't be bound to the massive amount of existing Star Wars lore, so the expanded universe including the Han Solo Adventures, was rebranded as Star Wars Legends and declared as no longer officially canon. The only things considered canon in the Star Wars universe at that point were the three original films, the prequel films, and the Clone Wars series. Essentially, they were shaking the Etch-a-Sketch and starting over, and then moving forward with most of the post-2014 content, again including novels, comics, video games, etc., being considered canon. 
The content of Star Wars Legends isn't entirely off-limits, though, as things like Viroblades, Darksabers, Grand Emerald Thrawn, and more that all got their start in the Expanded Universe are now once again canon due to their inclusion in recent canonical tales. Unfortunately, though, the Han Solo adventures, as important as it was in helping launch the Expanded Universe, has now just been relegated to another casualty of the canon-chopping block, which means Han Solo and the Lost Legacy might just be a little too much on the nose. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for August 11th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.